Welcome to the Retro Gaming Online podcast, where today we're going to talk about Sega. So I'd like to introduce ourselves. Uh, I'm Brad. We have Mark, and we also have Steve here, and we're going to talk about our experience and our favorite Sega games. So I guess first we'll kind of jump into how we experience Sega, because I know not all of all of us owned a Sega. I know Steve definitely owned a Sega, and we'll get into that. So. Steve, let's go with you. Let's talk about um, how you experienced Sega. Okay, so you need like the the music in the background the, of the uh, timeline right now because the story I have with Sega is it, it's actually uh, interesting because um, I remember Sega as far as a friend of mine getting it and it was when Mortal Kombat first dropped. We all stood at we went to his house and only one of us was allowed in the house at the time at the time to uh, play it. <laughs> So we had to stare through the window and take turns playing uh, Mortal Kombat. And that was when I decided that I was going to beg my grandparents to buy me a Sega. And I got the, I, I guess it's the Generation 2 Sega, which is the, the not the smallest one, which is Gen 3, but the small one, the medium-sized one that didn't have so the not the So not the one with the little volume slider and stuff on there. Right. That was, that was like the, I, I don't know. I don't want to say the first gen one, but uh, that I got the other one and I got the Mortal. I got actually got the Mortal Kombat game before I got the Sega. We were on our way to get the Sega when I was looking through the instruction manual of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's my story with Sega. Sega, I, I love I love my Sega. <laughs> so so at the time, did you upgrade from an NES to a Sega or did you have a Nintendo 64 or not? I'm sorry. Did you have a super Nintendo at the time? I went from Nintendo to Sega. I didn't have a super Nintendo until later. Ah, yeah, they were, I would say they were on sale when I got mine. Gotcha. And, and so with your Sega, you got mortal Kombat. Did it come with a pack in? It did. It had um, Sonic two. Okay. Yeah. I believe it was Sonic two. It has not for resale on the uh, cartridge. Nice. Do you still have the cartridge? Oh yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. I I think I can't remember. I have to look. I it might have came actually in a box, like the Sega boxes, not just the not just the loose cartridge. Yeah. I don't remember. I have to look. Hmm. Yeah. I um I didn't own a Sega at all. I've never owned a Sega system. But as a kid, a lot of my friends owned Sega systems. So I went straight from the the NES to the Super Nintendo and and had that all the way through when I bought my Nintendo 64. My cousin Jason had uh he was he had only Sega. Like that's the only consoles he had. So I played at his house all the time. He actually had the Sega Channel, which I'm not sure if you guys saw that, but it was this little adapter that you plugged your cable in your cable line into and then you plugged that into the Sega Genesis and you could play like it had like 50 games or something that you could just play over the internet uh, and it would change every month. So we got to play a ton of stuff through that. And then my other friend who lived down the street from me, he had, he only had a Sega. He didn't have a super Nintendo, but he was a huge sports fan. So the only thing we played on his Sega was sports games. So I have a lot of experience with the sports games. Mark, what about you? I didn't get a Sega until uh, a little bit later in launch, but my next door neighbor, his parents always bought him like the best like the new consoles coming out so 
before I got my own Sega because I never had the Super Nintendo like Steve. I went from um, NES to Sega, but I always I would always go over his house and play the the first gen with the with the volume slider um, all the time. And then eventually I convinced my parents to get me one, and I think the second gen had just came out, so the, the much smaller um, one that was probably you know like measures 10 by 10. And then that was my first Sega. And then I also actually had the uh, the Sega channel. So I had the adapter and I remember you had to plug the um you had to plug the, the cable directly into the um the back of the cartridge to do that. And then you had to run the cable out of the other side of the cartridge into the TV, I believe. Yeah, we um, played so many games on that. And a couple actually uh two of the games that are on my list I played exclusively on the Sega channel. <laughs> nice. I mean it it was like the first um the first Game Pass. It was like what, fifteen bucks a month, almost twenty something, thirty years ago. Yeah. And now you get that same deal with Xbox Monthly. Right. All right. So, so we we all kind of came together with a, with our own individual lists of, you know, five or six games that we think are you know that are our favorite games on the Genesis. And I know most of these will probably be won't be necessarily the best games on the Genesis but they're going to be the games that we enjoyed the most or, you know, we had, uh, you know, games that we enjoyed the most that we had access to. So we're going to go ahead and get into the list. I guess we'll start it off with Mark. Mark, do you want to give us uh, one of the games on your list? Sure. Cause I, I doubt anyone else has this on the list, but I put hours, me and my friends played this game nonstop to where we could beat it on any difficulty, barely dying, running through it, and that was uh Battletoads Double Dragon, the ultimate mashup. Or ultimate yeah, I never I never played that on the Genesis. Really? Well I never played it at all, but especially on the Genesis. Yeah, I never played that one. I've seen it, I just never played it. Alright, so now I know a game that when we get together we'll do a let's play <laughs> or or a we play or whatever you want to call them. I think the Battletoads on NES had put such a sour taste in my mouth I couldn't touch the one for Sega. <laughs> right? I don't want to say it got easier, but it got more forgiving. Definitely not as brutal as the, the NES classic. Right, right. That's what I've heard. All right, uh, Steve, what about you? What, what's one game on your list? So one of the most memorable games um, that I played actually with a neighbor of mine, uh, we played a lot of uh, Pir- Pir- uh, Pirate's Gold. Pirate School. Yes, I played. Sid yes. Meier's Pirates. It's a uh, Pirate School. Loved that game. It was so much fun. You know, you just go, you go to a town, and you like hire men, and they go out on the ship, and you go and you marry. You can marry the ugly chick, or you can marry the good-looking chick. You know, it depends on where you went. And the funny part is, is I played it when I got older, and I didn't realize you actually retire from piracy in it. Like, you only have so much time. To complete what you want to complete in life and then you i, I guess you i don't remember if you die or you just retire from from it so that that's my game that i i i would say that was one of my top one that would be number one i would think for sega for me because it's so yeah. memorable like i remember it so well yeah and, and so I, I didn't play it on sega but i'm i'm almost certain that the same game was released on the nes as well Basically, if I remember the game correctly, you went port from port, like port to port, and you would barter goods, and then you could have battles with other ships that you come across, right? Right. You would, and you could, uh, if if you were at war, if like you flew a flag, you had to pick your nation. So if you were English, you were fighting with France. Then if you saw a ship, then you could get in a fight, 
and or if you went by a town that didn't like you, you would have to fight the town. So you would go back and forth like strafe, back and forth shooting at the town until you went in. And then you would do like a fencing fight with the leader or whatnot. Yep, and then yep. you would plunder or decide on what you're going to do. Same thing with the ship. You could take the ship if you had enough crewmates left after the fight to take the ship or you would just sink it. Yep. And I, yeah, that, that's exactly the same game. And I ended up also, the first time I played it was on the Commodore 64. My dad had it. Wow. Um, definitely what, what didn't look as good as it did on the Genesis, but. Yeah, I know. I, I did see that it did, I, you know, because I looked up just to see what platforms it was on. I did see NES, but I just don't remember ever seeing it for NES. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I'd never seen it uh, except for my one of my good friends actually had it. Um and we would play it at his house. I'd never seen it like at the rental store or or at the game at the Toys R Us or wherever I would buy games. It was one of those games that you just the only reason you knew it existed is because somebody you knew had it. Right. It, or you would rent it. And that is like mostly where my Sega games that I played came from was rentals. I didn't own that many. I just always went to the the uh video store and rented games. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Dollar a day weekends. Right, you would get it on Saturday, and since they were closed on Sunday, you'd get it an extra day. Oh, they were awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so one of my games, I don't know if you guys ever played this one, but um, it's called, it was, it's uh, Shining Force 2. And so this was like a turn-based RPG, kind of like the Final Fantasy Tactics games, uh, before Final Fantasy Tactics, of course, but it was a, it was an RPG-based game, and my cousin and I found it on the uh, Sega channel. And I was always in RPGs. He wasn't really, but this one, you—it was almost like you moved your piece. Like when you, it was your turn, that character had so many spaces that he could move, and then you could attack someone within a certain radius to you. But yeah, I played that game for hours and hours, and you could, like, you would build up this army of of possible people. You could only take like five or six people into the battle, but you could have like. At least I remember the way I remember it. You had like twenty or thirty different people available that you could actually pick from to put in your battle, depending on who you were fighting and what your strategy was. It sounds familiar, but I didn't have the attention span for RPG games, <laughs> <laughs> so they were they were never really uh, in my wheelhouse at the rental store. And uh, and a majority of my friends, we it was mostly uh, beat 'em up, action adventure, and sports. I mean, it sounds familiar. Like I, I've probably seen it and watched some people play it, but I, I don't really recall it. My next game was a pure rental. Uh, we found this at Blockbuster, and it, it's an obscure game, but it was so much fun. Um, I don't even I don't see much about it these days, but it's called General Chaos. <laughs> oh yeah, I played that. <laughs> yeah, so basically, you took this army of. I think you had five guys and there were multiple classes that you could pick. And those classes were like uh, a flamethrower, a medic, um, a guy with a rocket launcher, a guy with a machine gun, I think. And you would, it was almost, it was kind of a similar strategy type game, almost like an XCOM of today. And you would move and position these characters and then you'd have to pick the right team based on who you were playing against. So if you were playing against a bunch of rocket launcher people, you'd have to pick um, someone, you know, uh, characters that will counter that better. So, cause like the grenade guys do a bunch of damage, but they're slow. 
the the gunners just shoot uh, at medium range at a high rate of speed but they don't necessarily do a ton of damage so it was really a strategy game and you could play uh against your opponent but what my cousin and i used to always do is you could play together on a team against another opponent against the computer in that situation so it was really cool yeah if it was didn't i want to have like um goofy box art like where it's yeah it had big... like the two cartoon generals like yelling at each other yeah like a knockoff like stone cold and the rock just kind of face off with the spit flying between their mouths yeah that's <laughs> what it looks like yeah i remember the box art yeah but it's it was like... just super unique it was just super unique for the time yeah and i, I like i remember playing it because it, it like thinking back about it it like, kind of reminds me of like army men um yep and yeah. i wouldn't I want to say, like, if you had the... I remember a bunch of us playing it at once. And by a bunch, I mean, like, three people. Yeah, so. I don't remember. We only had two people, um, but it, it may have had that. It, like I said, I, I honestly haven't played it since we took it back to Blockbuster <laughs> back in probably 94 or something. But, yeah, it was it was a ton of fun. How about you, Mark? What what, what, what game do you have? All right. Next up out of my, my list, um, I'm going to... I go with the old school time traveling duo of Toe Jam and Earl. Nice. I, n- I never actually played any of the Toe Jam and Earl games. Really? Like it, it reminded me of, of Bill and Ted, and it was just like so gross, and it fit like that Ren and Stimpy um, art style. And and you had like your first kind of AI buddy following you around. It didn't really contribute much, <laughs> but but he was there. <laughs> he, he he was there, and I think it just kind of fit that. Uh, 90s you know early 90s punk just kind of gross out anti-nintendo humor and you know the the whole multi-level puzzle platforming get in your little photo not the photo but like telephone booth slash outhouse just drop down and spawn um onto the next map uh it was a great game was it a side scroller um yeah it was a a side scroller but you could you could like almost like a third person-esque like that, that classic Sega where they tried to make it sort of open world. Yeah, you had like an overworld where you would go between levels, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, yeah, got you could, I know yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, and you could move around and depending on the level, you'd side scroll. I mean, I can't believe you didn't play that. I thought that was just like one of those, like right up there. Like you had Sonic, you had Toe Jam and Earl. Uh, it's like, you know, the, like Booger Man or something. Like the classic yeah. disgusting games that just made your childhood and confused your parents steve uh what, what, what what's next for you so this game um that would be uh, it's a rental straight rental. i never i never owned it until within the last couple of years um it was dune the battle for iraq i think it's arrakis don't kill me on that but i, I guess they called it dune too if you like command and conquer that's what this was. This was like the Sega Command and Conquer Dune. Like they had these worms that would come out of the ground and eat your harvester when you're harvesting um whatever it was that you had to harvest. I can't remember what it was, diamonds or something. But again, oh, I would have I would have loved that game. It it was it for the time, this game was great. You built an army, you went to battle, very command and conquer. Like it 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 was just to me, it was the first command and conquer. And then Command and Conquer, but um, right. this is again, this is a game that my neighbor across the street he had Sega, he had Super Nintendo, 
and I had Sega and I would just go over there and we would just rent a game, get together and, and play all night long. And this was one of the ones that we spent a lot of time playing. If you've never played it, it's actually something to check out. The graphics aren't great because of, you know, obviously what they are now, but for the time, this game was, was really cool. Yeah. I, I just, I was just looking at pictures of it and it looks like it'd be right up my alley. Yeah. Like I love RTS games. Right. Yeah, I play them every chance I get. I didn't yeah. even realize I've never seen this game before. Oh yeah, no, this game is uh, it's pretty neat. It, it, it I would say it's one of the more I'm not gonna say most expensive, most not expensive, but it's one of the more pricier, um, Sega games for older games. Like I think I spent uh, I can't remember. I think it was like thirty five to forty bucks on it, but I got it complete in the box. Yeah, it looks like uh somewhere around the $50 mark is where it kind of is right now. Yeah. It, it, to me, it was worth it. it, it it's actually, it's, it's a pretty cool game to check out. If you, if you, if you play Sega and you got to, you know, if you don't want to spend $50 and you got an emulator, check it out. Yeah. Actually, it looks more like it's around 35, but yeah, I mean, that's definitely something I'll check out. I, I like hearing about the games that I didn't actually play. Cause I don't really have a big collection of Sega games, but I've been thinking about starting. So these are, giving me some better ideas since i don't have a huge huge level of experience with with sega games in general all right see what's next what do you got all right the next one uh, mark already mentioned is boogerman a pick yeah. a pick and flick adventure that game was hilarious uh, you know he picked his nose he farted <laughs> he did i think he's i don't know if he spit but um, that was a game that I played that uh, I remember very well. I actually enjoyed that game just because it was a side-scroller. Um, it was crude. I guess it was more of like the Beavis and Butthead. Um, it was everything that wouldn't come out on Nintendo. <laughs> right. MA-13 was on the uh, right on the box. So Yes, I, uh, I rented that game a lot. Uh, yeah, the, you're, you're farting, I think. Farting, picking the boogers, and then uh, belching. I just remember the big green. Oh, yeah, the belching. Now. That's right. In fact, I, I before you moved, uh, Steve, I think we played it at your house in the, in the I basement. think we did, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they were just like, you know what? Let's, let's just take all the all the all the dirtiness and just make it into one big game as a something that as soon as your grandparents saw it you know that that the, the sega was getting turned off immediately uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the one you play after they go to bed right like, what is that what is that noise what is he doing um he's not saying excuse me yeah that, that was a game I, I actually enjoyed that game what about you mark what's your next game on the list so many good ones. Uh, all right, so I'll follow up, and I'm gonna go with uh, like what Steve said, uh, Beavis and Butthead. I just remember, you know, staying up late to watch it on MTV. It was like your first kind of adult show you could watch that was animated, but definitely not for kids. So when the game came out, I was like, oh, I need to have this. <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm I remember trying... staying up at night and like, like you said, but watching it without my our parents me and my friend's parents permission and one night she woke up in the middle of the night when we were up watching it and caught us and we all got in trouble because it was you know crude and not for kids yes uh i know i'm sad the uh, the reboot uh, obviously didn't didn't take off but yeah no, i remember just struggling to get the pieces of the war ticket um mm -hmm. in the game since it was kind of like you know pick where you want to go complete the complete the level get the ticket come back 
yeah, start over. I know I uh, I was never able to beat the game. For whatever reason, I could never get past the damn sewer. No matter how many extra lives I had saved up, no matter how many little power boosts, I could never get past the damn rats. It made that hyper tunnel from Battletoads just look like a cakewalk. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember like it, it was it was it came out for the Super Nintendo also, but it if I remember correctly, it was better on the Genesis. Yeah, and I was sitting there trying to find out like the differences because I remember that too. Like the the Super Nintendo wasn't as good as the Sega version, or something was different. And big... it wasn't the first time that I noticed that too because I think um not changing games, but um Power Rangers was like that. If you got the Power Rangers for Sega, it was completely different than the Super Nintendo. Yep, another one is um WWF Raw. Uh, they had different characters in there and everything. Like really? there were. There, yeah, there were different wrestlers in that game. So, yeah, it, and and we'll probably mention it with some sports games that I'm sure will be on the list. But, yeah, a lot of times when, when, two, when the two games came out, at this, you know, when the same game came out for multiple systems, as much as the Nintendo fanboy of the time hated to admit it, the Sega usually had the better version. I just think the Sega was more powerful, so you could get that extra animation or the, the more complicated moveset seemed to be the what was lacking from the Super Nintendo version. I mean, aside from the more adult um, content. Yeah, and also uh, uh, Aladdin was another one that was so much better on the Genesis. Oh yeah, that that's that's on my list. It it I've never played it on um, Super Nintendo, so I can't compare it. But I, I love it, Aladdin. That it wasn't was bad. I about that. Don't get me wrong; it wasn't bad on the on the Super Nintendo, but the the controls just felt and the animations just seemed better um on the genesis yeah i remember like playing it on the genesis thinking oh like after watching the you know seeing the movie in theaters and then like you know renting the movie and then getting the game or renting the game it was like oh, i'm actually playing the movie and then one of my friends had it on the super nintendo and it's like the sega at the time seemed like crystal clear 4k and then the super nintendo was just like grainy and just looked like you were playing just a crappy atari and it game looked like it had like half the frame rate <laughs> And you couldn't skip, and like yeah, it was like the animation, like a guy was just like, um, like in a standing upright, and then that awkward like Mario kneeling like across. There was just, it was not good. Yeah. Wait, did that have anything to do with the Mega Drive? Well, the Mega Drive was just the the Genesis name in in, in Europe. Oh, okay, but yeah, it did have. What was what do they call it? Blast processing or whatever they were really hyping up. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I don't know the technical differences really too much, but yeah, it, for some reason th- that seemed to be the case. The the games that were on multiple consoles definitely I tended to think the the Genesis version was better. So I guess my next game is a classic. I mean, everybody's played this. It's uh, Streets of Rage two, and my cousin actually owned this one. So we got a good bit of time playing Streets of Rage 2. Definitely one of the better fighting games, you know, beat-em-ups that was available, or that is available, even still. I still play it. Um, yeah, I, I had that one as well, and before I had it, I rented it a lot. We put many, many hours into the game to where, like, you could run through the game, and, like, what, like it, at least for us, it would take us, like, 45 minutes to an hour, and then it's mm-hmm. just, like, done. Yep, and Don't. I mean the other Streets of Rages weren't bad, 
but I, I for some reason two two was just the best. Like I loved the little, the little kid on the um, wasn't the kid on the on the roller skates. Yeah, the rollerblades. Yeah, he was awesome. I think they just two. They they you know they just improved it from one. Didn't oh, stray too far off from the from the winning yeah. formula. And I remember playing three, but I don't remember three if that if that speaks to the game. Yeah, three. I think it was it was late. Like I'm pretty sure three didn't come out until you know later in the in the release cycle. So it was probably close towards. I guess it, three came out in '94. Yeah, I don't remember it. I think by that time I was. Was PlayStation coming out, or when was PlayStation coming out? So the uh, the PlayStation came out in '94. So yeah, I would have been already pushing towards the PlayStation when Part Three actually came out. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember much of the uh, of that time as far as gaming concerns. As if I was, uh, I don't even remember when I got my PlayStation. To be quite honest with you, I know I had one. I got one really early. Like they were still selling the. It was still exclusively the big box games because i remember the first game i got with it was hardball it was this terrible baseball game but it was super in-depth as far as like statistics and accuracy no i didn't i never had the original playstation uh, but my buddy next door he he got it day one launch with like <laughs> all the hot titles like got like 10 games or whatever yeah i think i had um, rad racer also no not rad racer what was it called is that what it was um, <laughs> no, there was a racing game. Oh, Run? Outrun? No, shit. No, no, no I can't. Uh, definitely not Twisted Metal. Um, oh, that's a good game. Yeah, it was a, oh, yeah, that, that, that was a classic. Uh, <laughs> I have to do the PlayStation 1 list. Uh, coming up next. Ridge Racer, that's what it was. So yeah, it was Ridge Racer was the other game, but that's a little off topic. <laughs> <laughs> Now we'll take a little bit of a break to hear from one of our sponsors, and we'll be right back with the rest of our uh, favorite Sega Genesis games. All right, so now we'll c I'm going to come back and do mine, which uh, which my my uh, fourth game. This is a bit another really easy one, but Sonic Two. I I, I played Sonic One, and I have a special place for it because it was one of the, it was the first game I ever played on the Genesis, but uh, Sonic Two just was a better game they took every just like on streets of rage they took everything from sonic one made it better and the whole game is good plus you had tails which added another you know level of uh, strategy into the game and for some reason i just thought tails was super cool <laughs> well yeah who didn't think tails was cool you had two tails you could fly you so you could skip stuff the difficult parts yeah um yeah, I mean it, it's crazy how how long Sonic's still going. I mean, I remember when uh, the Knuckles came out, Sonic and Knuckles, and then you had the expansion cartridge, then you could pop in the other Sonics on top of it. And it's, mm -hmm. it's like, I almost uh, did Sonic and Knuckles. I almost, but but I just Sonic Two. Whenever I think of Sonic, like I have such fond memories of Two that they all like. And like I said, I didn't have a Genesis, so my memories are kind of sporadic. But all of Every Sonic memory I have is actually of two, except for the first level of Sonic One. Like otherwise, everything, all of my memories are from Sonic Two. I I suggest um, getting Sonic and Knuckles. Get the black one so you can pop in the other Sonics on top and add Knuckles to the game because it 
it just adds a different element, I think, when you have Knuckles, because he can just click and climb like any wall. So you can reach, like, I don't want to say hidden areas, but you can definitely take your time and, like, explore the level and see, like, how much detail was actually created off screen that without that character there, there's no way to see it. That's cool. I'm going to have to give that a shot. All right, uh, Mark, what do you got? All right, so I'm going to come up with a goodie classic, uh, Road Rash 2. Ah, that one's on my list. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we played that game, like, hours and hours, like, a lot of summer and winter days lost to just trying to kick each other off the bike with the chain, just cracking the other person over the head, kicking them into oncoming traffic, getting the bonus points for taking out the cops. Yep, and I, I, I had, we had started, um, I started playing Road Rash 1 at some point, and I guess it was really late in the Road Rash 1 cycle because we immediately found Road Rash 2 at the store, like just after we started playing Road Rash 1. So yeah, we put most of our time into that, and I think we we just sat there for like ever and played it until we beat the whole game. Yeah, I mean it's a it's it's a really short game as long as you don't die. I mean, I guess yeah. if you, you can play it super aggressive. It makes the game more difficult. Yeah, and then I I tried Road Rush Three, but it just it was clunky. I felt like they tried to go too big. Yeah, with the the craziness and the over the over top and all the stuff. I wonder because these games like just the threes, like even Sonic and um, Sonic and Knuckles and, and your stating Road Rash 3, they all came out after PS dropped. So I just wonder if they tried to compete with the PS by, I'm not going to say forcing them out, but not really taking the time with the game like they should. Like they just felt defeated, so they had to hurry up and get something out. Yeah, I mean, and I might not just have put enough time into it to, to even like it, because it, it, it came out in 95, so I was well off of... Uh, playing segas by 95 yeah i mean i'm the, the playstation definitely hurt nintendo and, and genesis and not so much nintendo but genesis definitely rushed a lot of stuff out i mean you feel like they didn't take playstation serious and then all of a sudden bam here you go you you sell more consoles in six months than the other two systems combined for the most part in the previous four years in north america it's like whoa yeah Hold on, and they we, see the writings on the walls. You know, just like just just dump everything we have, just make it crazy, loud marketing, and just dump, dump, dump. Yep. Oh god, that was a good game. All right, Steve, what do you got? All right, so I'm going to go with a game that if you played, I think it was called Columns. Mm-hmm. This was called Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. <laughs> I have no I idea what that is. Love this. I love this. I still play this game. I played it with. I played it with uh, my son it's it's basically it's like tetris but it's like the sonic version of tetris yeah so it's like the answer to uh dr mario or something right pretty much it, it's you have to check it out it's fun yeah I, I remember my buddy had that game and i was like oh this is yeah just like dr mario or uh mario's woods um like this weird kind of like um not pill dropper match the uh color games yeah, the match of colors. They were beans, and, and they would fall, and you would have to match uh, three, and then, you know, you would have to beat the opponent before the third screen filled up. It was just a game that I used to play with my mom's all the time, because she had it, and she would always, whenever i come over there, she'd be like, I can't beat this level, can you help me? <laughs> One of those that's how, that's how it was with Dr. Mario. Like, my um, my friend's grandmother, who lived right next door to her, 
or him. He had Doctor had a couple of Nintendo games that Doctor Mario Wizardry and something else. And we used to always beat the hard levels of Doctor Mario for. Yeah, like I just played it and it just got ridiculous. Like no, I was playing the um, it was just uh continuously leveling. Like you mm-hmm. know, Tetris does that where you just mm-hmm. keep going until you you die. It just got ridiculously hard, <laughs> and I was like, "This isn't." I only know it was like five minutes into it. I was like, "I don't know how I did it when I was younger." <laughs> <laughs> what else you got, Steve? I think we're on you again. So, you guys talked about Road Rash too, and I honestly didn't play much of Road Rash. I used to rent because, like I said, I rented most of my games. Was a game called Skitchen. Oh and yeah, I was huge into. Um, like rollerblades and stuff like that. And this game, I, I was like, ah, it looks kind of cool. Let's check it out. And I played it and I like fell in love with it. It's pretty much the same idea as Road Rash, just you're on rollerblades and you have to jump from car to car. Yeah, I, th- I, I, I'm pretty sure I had that on the PlayStation. Did it come out on the PlayStation as well? Yeah, I was going to say that game sounded like something you would, um, like, a, like a sewing game. <laughs> no but i i'm looking at a picture of the game and it's exactly what i remember so maybe i'm thinking of something else maybe i'm thinking maybe it was the genesis i played it on that I, could I be. Think genesis only because it says platforms is only sega so yeah but you could like slingshot from car to car like you would if you were holding to the car you could like almost go past the car because you had like stored up energy right you and you would just like slingshot to... around it to get to the car in front of it yep that that, that was a game that i played Oh, that game was awesome. I forgot all about that game. Yeah, as soon as you said Road Rash, I was looking, I was like, oh, there's a game I used to play all the time. And, and it's not on my list. It was actually a game I just thought of. And I was like, that game was awesome back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, what do you got? I'm going to call this my uh, my my dollar store or uh, dollar rental specials from the old Brooklyn video. Oh, um, yeah. like Rolling Thunder and Jungle Strike, where you could rent them Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for a buck. But wait, 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 what is that? Rolling Thunder. And Jungle Strike. Is that two different games? Yes, yeah, two different games. I'm, I'm, okay, because I, I Jungle Strike is the uh, either the sequel or the prequel to Desert Strike, right? Yeah, and it was the Urban Strike, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, Desert Strike. I remember was one of the. I got that for the Super Nintendo, so I definitely played that one. Yeah, you guys don't really remember like rolling, like uh, going around. Uh, such great games. I just. I always remember that those games were like, I don't know if they got like a crazy deal, but they had so many copies of them that you could rent them for like quarters. <laughs> so you get them for like, you know, three days, you know, fly around the jungle, blow, blow shit up. Or you do, um, uh, what was it? The other jungle strike, like return to golf war, like, you know, playing that in like mm-hmm. nine year or two after the golf war ended. That was, like, de- that was desert strike. Yeah. Or desert strike, desert strike. Sorry. Um, same concept. Fly the helicopter around, dodge the missiles, blow up the bases. What is Rolling Thunder, though? Um, I never roll- played Rolling Thunder. Oh, it's a side-scrolling shooter. Oh, this Rolling Thunder was an arcade game. Yeah, it was like the uh, the black box, the Tengen knockoff. You just kind of run around. You're that goofy secret agent. Yeah. Guy, just just shot people like (laughs) it it was just a simple kind of just jumper shooter i don't know like i i feel like that video store we rented from all the time just had all the bootleg like oh yeah 
yeah, they definitely had a better selection of like the the Tengen and the um, just the generic games that weren't officially licensed. Yeah, so it's like I, like you you just always like I want to say like both of them would sometimes come like in the same like Sega video game holder. So that's why I always just like associate it with whatever those those games is like a package deal. Right. Uh, when, you're, when you're trying to game on a budget. Yeah, so it looks like Rolling Thunder was a, a NES uh, Tengen game, and then Rolling Thunder 2 was a Genesis game. Okay, that's probably what you're thinking of. Yes, um, it's like the same. Definitely side-scroller. I've never heard of it before, so I had to like really <laughs> I had to look for this one. <laughs> yeah, I think once it got to Genesis, it, it someone bought it and then made it legit. And you weren't like that goofy Russian-looking dude. Namco made the uh, second one. Yeah, we had the picture of like the the, the knockoff. Um, knockoff James Bond. The knockoff James Bond, and I was yeah. trying to think of Cobra Commander. Um, <laughs> yeah, jump into the sky. <laughs> yeah. Um. So my final game. It wasn't my final game, but Mark took my road rash too. The final game on my list that I, you know, my favorite games, it's a little bit of a cheat because most of my memories are not necessarily of playing it on the Genesis, but playing it on the arcade was Golden Axe. Um, we, we, my cousin and I played it for, it was on Sega Channel, and we played it for a little bit, and we would get really close to the end, and then we kept dying towards the end of the game, and then it left Sega channel. And then like a month later we went on vacation to the beach and it was in, it was during spring break where around Easter time and it rained the entire weekend we were there. So we were basically confined to the, to the hotel, which was nice because it had an in-ground, like an indoor pool and indoor hot tubs and all that stuff. So it wasn't that big of a deal, but they also had an arcade in the basement and they had golden X, the arcade, the four player version. And so, um, we spent probably like 40 bucks down there on that arcade to try to beat the game that we couldn't beat on the Genesis because on the Genesis, when the game was over, the game was over, but on the arcade, you could just put in more quarters and keep going. So we played it for like, I don't know, probably two hours and just dumped quarter after quarter after quarter into that thing until we finally beat it. Um, And we had so much fun with it. We had like a crowd of people behind us. I mean, it was probably like, three or four other kids but at the time it felt like it was a whole audience um as we beat the game it was it was awesome yeah golden the golden x series was uh was on my list i think golden x 2 was my favorite um i just liked how you could uh, i just remember you know you picked up the little gnome had the big axe and you're like the the big strong like a uh, conan guy you just pick up the gnome and throw him as a weapon <laughs> um and take his yeah. help I'm sorry. Every time I hear Golden Axe, and I think I said this in like one of the unboxings when we got Golden Axe, is I can just think, dink, 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 dink. Oh, de-dink. The, guy, the guy stealing your stuff at night. Oh my god, because we just played it. And uh, dink, 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 dink. That's all I hear whenever I hear Golden Axe. It just pops in my head. Yeah, it wasn't until like what Golden Axe Two is when you got like the rideable mounts, right? I think so. That's what I was trying to think of myself. Is I I can't remember. If the if the rideables was in the first one or not, yeah. but again these like I haven't played a Sega since probably 1994. I mean I might have 
yeah, I haven't played a Sega since then, so a lot of my memories are pretty fuzzy about it. But the Golden Golden Axe had uh, it had those, it had like the pink things you could ride, and then like the dinosaur had... look, like they look like small dinosaurs with like a head yeah, with like a ball like... on its tail. Yeah, yeah, and then in the I think in the uh, second one they had dragons. Oh yeah, gotcha. Yeah, that was fun. That was, but that that's mainly my list. Um, I mean, I I'm sure somebody has other games that I played um, a lot of. Well, we'll go through the rest of the list and see if they get named or not. So, what do you got, Steve? Or Mark? It's Mark, I think. Um, I'm gonna go because for whatever reason I like this series. It was a good puzzle game. Um, it's just like the Bomberman series. So I think for Sega, it's probably like the Mega Bomberman, I believe. Yeah, I never played the Sega version, but I, I, I trust me, I played the crap out of the Super Nintendo versions. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know what it is addicting about those games. I think it's kind of like, um, well, like Lolo. It's, mm-hmm. it's not hard, but you make stupid mistakes repetitively, and the moment you notice you make a stupid mistake, you like, you're, you're like dead. midway pushing, pushing the button down, and you're like, your, your brain's going. Oh, you did it now. You're so dead, but why can't I stop? <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, because the best part about it was it always made you think. Like, and I, this is a good, this is how I gauge um, the difficulty of a game to me, a, a good game. If the game makes you feel like you're not, like you, all you need to do is get better to win, then it's good. But if it's punishing to the point where it's not, like you feel like it's not your fault that you're losing then it's bad and and bomberman always left you feeling like if i would have just done one thing different i could have won mm-hmm. or you know it 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 very clearly pointed out your mistakes to you once that that explosion went off you're like <laughs> yep <laughs> or when you put your bomb down in between you and the pathway and you just blow yourself up <laughs> you're like yeah or you get the, the mega thing where you could drop like a whole string of bombs at once and you're like no 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 Yep. And, and you get that like two seconds where you ha- where you have to sit there before the bomb blows up knowing that you're about to kill yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> like hoping for that glitch you've heard about that other people somehow survive but it never worked on you no no not at all i know it's it's like you get the yeah, the, the mega power up was like in mario you got the star and you're invincible in Bomberman, yeah no you 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 could kill everyone but you were very much not invincible like, right what else you got, Steve? Well, I'm going to transition from those types of games to uh, you mentioned wrestling, and my my favorite wrestling game was the arcade WWF arcade. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like one of my memorable games. I played with my cousin a lot. Was was that one? I liked Royal Rumble too. I think I actually played more Royal Rumble on Super than the Sega. Yeah, I owned all of them on the Super Nintendo. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. But I had played Raw on the Genesis, and that's I think that's the one that had the different characters. I think it had Papa Shango and stuff in it, and the NES version didn't. Yeah, it didn't um didn't it have like Doink the Clown and like that weird B list at the time of um WWF characters. Was that was it the Sega one that had all the weird one? Or was it Super Nintendo for the for their arcade? I don't remember. Doink was on Sega. He was on the he was in the arcade for both of them. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, I just remember there were like some some of whatever there was a few wrestlers that were on Sega that weren't on Super, and I know they had a, the, like the normal like the the Bret Hart's and Shawn Michaels and Undertakers, but I couldn't remember who would I I considered like the the B level characters that were different. I just looked it up, and for Brawl, they were the same characters. I don't remember what game I'm, I'm thinking of then. You just have to go back and play them on both. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Too bad my SIG is all packed up right now. No, I don't think I have any WWF games for the uh, for the SIG or something. Oh, you have to get Arcade. Arcade. That, that's, that was like the silly NBA Jam type wrestling yeah, no, like I I had it at one point, but then you know, young and, and stupid traded all my stuff in so I could afford you know to eventually get like a, actually at sixty four I think, that's uh, what I traded all all this stuff in. But I still have like twenty or so of my original Sega games. It was WWF Royal Rumble that had different characters. Ah, okay. The Genesis had um. Hulk Hogan, IRS, Jim Duggan, the model Rick Martel, and Papa Shango, whereas um, the Super Nintendo had Ric Flair, Mr. Perfect, Ted DiBiase, Yokozuna, and Tatanka. Those are the differences. Okay, well then I guess to continue on the theme of uh, sports games, um, I'm going to have to put out there um, the obscure sports, um, the Mutant League games. Uh, yes. Um, football and hockey. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> We rented just, those from Blockbuster too. Yeah, I just remember playing them. I think like there were like landmines on the field, and you could like uh, like bribe the refs or do or do something like give them something to have like calls overturned. Like I missed that game. I did. Yeah, and then you also had. Uh, I mean, EA. If we're talking about EA, their games were always better on the Sega Genesis. Um, you know, the NHL games are probably NHL. It's probably one of the best sports games ever um on the sega genesis i only played i only owned them on the gen on the super nintendo but i loved going over to my buddy's house and playing like nhl 93 and nhl 94 on the genesis because it just felt so much better oh yeah like there, there was no comparison i mean the the um between um sega and super nintendo's when it came to sports i mean sports games they, they just worked i mean the only thing for the, our younger listeners it's like comparing um playstation to 64 goes or even playstation 2 it's, it's um that that graphic and uh, feedback and just playability comparison goes um yeah it always yeah. had the better like not only that but you had triple play the baseball games made by ea um uh, the hockey games were better. The Maddens were better. And then you also had Sega Sports, who was made. I don't know what they were called at the time, but like you had Joe Montana Sports Talk Football, which was so good. Um, and you had MVP Baseball. I think it was called MVP Baseball. Ken Griffey Jr. Um, baseball game. Well, that was on the that was on the Super Nintendo. But what? on the Genesis, they had uh, – well, no, it was World Series Baseball. World is what Series. It was yeah. Was my – that's one of my fa- that's my favorite baseball game. World it was Series so baseball. good. It had the real parks, and it was the first game that I really remember where you had that view of kind of just the strike zone. Yup, and then and you, like they, you were like the catcher view. Candom Yards, wasn't it? Where they introduced Candom Yards, and it was like the first year. I think that that was yeah, because I always remembered that's the only park we would play in. <laughs> From Baltimore, we always you know it was cool to have a new stadium at the time, so. Um, yeah, I loved World Series baseball. 
yeah, that's that's one of my, that's my favorite uh, baseball sports game is that World Series baseball and NHL '94 was my hockey. I, I have like the most memories. I actually I actually had a composition book because mm-hmm. I think I think you could create your own characters, your own players, mm-hmm. and I actually had a composition book that I would play a season and write down all my stats in this book, and I had it filled. I had like a 300 goals. By the end of the season, I actually the cartridge broke, like the memory card like got all glitched out because I had so many goals on one character. <laughs> so well, yeah, I get, that, that was my favorite. Yeah, I remember uh NHL it was ninety-three or ninety-four, uh came out for the Super Nintendo and it came with a with an insert poster like thing that you unfold and it had every team and every roster on the whole team or on the whole of the whole league which was oh, kind of cool. cool. And yeah. And what I used to do is I used to make a team, a hockey team. I don't remember what version of the game, how late it was before the creative player was in there, but yeah, I would create like whole teams of friends and family and stuff like that. Oh yeah. I mean, and then you just, you go just, just shoot from the left face off circle and goal. Yeah. Shoot goal. Shoot. You come from the left, go to the right, shoot to the left. Like as long yeah, as you were shooting was... the opposite side you were on, you were good. You could get injured permanently, like out of the game, or you get in a fight and there'd be blood on the rink. You could break the ice if you, or I'm sorry, the glass, the glass. shot yeah, from halfway. Uh-huh. I was mean, that, that game was, it was awesome. That, was, yeah, was so that, that wasn't the one that had the ambulance come out on the ice, was it? No, they... Madden had the ambulance come out on the, the, uh, the field, but I don't remember it on the ice. Or they, they, they carted you away, like the paramedics took you away. I, I could have sworn that was one of the hockey games. Uh, I, it might have been. I, I don't remember. Like, I haven't played I haven't played that in years. But that's like the, the sports. That, that would definitely be the one I remember the most. Oh, yeah. All right, before we wrap it up, do you do we have any other any other games that, that kind of sticks out of your mind? Um, I mean, we have, you know... It, I think Sega made Madden into what Madden was. Because I want to say it wasn't like the first year Madden came out. They didn't even have like the, the NFL licenses. It was just like kind of obscure teams or like close enough. Yeah, I know on the at some point, yeah, they didn't have they either they either had the they didn't have the uh the, the league license, so they were just like from cities. Yeah, it was like it was like something weird. Because I remember like, ah, uh-huh. Oh, they, uh, we didn't have a team at the time, but then it's like, oh, we got Mad 98 on <laughs> Mad 99. Got to get them Ravens. Um, yeah, and I guess other honorable mentions that I'm surprised didn't come up um, it was like Echo the Dolphin. Um, I almost had Echo the Dolphin on there because it was one of the one of the like not, not, not only the first games that I played, but I played it a lot. And I felt like and it's probably not true today, but I felt like it was so big, like you could like go anywhere it seemed like yeah and i mean who would have thought a game where you're a dolphin right poke people with your nose (laughs) but it was one of those games that i didn't play at like a friend's house because no one owned it because it seemed you know lame to play as a dolphin but i my dad used to play dungeon and dragons and we would go over there over to that house while they played and we would go upstairs and play video games and one of the daughters had echo the dolphin and i played the crap out of that game 
Yeah, I mean, that was a that was a good one. Um, I mean, you have like Earthworm Jim, keeping mm-hmm. up with that Toe Jam and Earl, where you're just a worm in a spacesuit with a phaser gun, whipping yeah, yourself what, around. And what then, more could you ask for? Yeah, just <laughs> sliding everywhere on cables, like just super. Yeah, but the, the thing with um, like the thing with the Earthworm and Earthworm Jim was uh, that game was like when I played it and I played it not recently within the last couple of years there was so much stuff on the screen i didn't know what was happening <laughs> it was hard to figure out where to go <laughs> so i mean yeah the graphics were really cool because back then that that was you know uh, pretty neat like just the graphics but well, I mean, uh, it, it wouldn't have been like that would have been one of my favorite it was just it was a cool looking game but definitely not a a, a favorite uh, per like my opinion yeah i'm sure i'm sure we could you know we could go on forever and ever but uh we'll go, go ahead and wrap this one up if you have any games that stand out to you go to our facebook page at facebook.com slash retro gaming online leave us a comment about you know some of your favorite uh favorite sega genesis games we should have a link to this podcast uh on our facebook so you can just leave a comment down there uh, check us out on youtube and Make sure you give us a five-star review here on uh, whatever podcast provider you listen to. Uh, we should be available on all of them. If we're not, let us know. Otherwise, I guess we'll uh, we'll call it a day. So I'll see you guys later. See ya. See ya. <laughs>